Hello, my name is Dave Gonzalez, and I haven't read any of the books in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. I'm Joanna Robinson. I've read every book in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. And I'm Neil Miller, and I have also read all of those books. We are headed back to Westeros to cover the Game of Thrones spinoff series, House of the Dragon. We'll be answering your questions, so send us a raven at trialbycontent at gmail.com. Take some bread and salt and join us Thursdays on the Trial by Content feed, and don't worry, you're safe. The Reigns of Castamere hasn't even been written yet. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. Now, I like to say that um, I'm a big fan. I'll, I'll try anything twice, all right? And that even applies to uh, guests that I have on the podcast because uh, this next guest has already made his uh, debut on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. He was on this season of the Challenge USA, which just wrapped up. Uh, last time we spoke... It, it got heated at moments, all right? Because Did he, it? a little bit. This guy likes to, this guy's got, this guy loves, he, he puts a lot out there on Twitter, okay? He's got, uh-huh. he's got, what we call you, Mr. Tyson Twitter Fingers Apostle? Yeah, you did. So he's coming back to shine a little more light on uh, the, what went down this season because there were some things he couldn't talk about last time because the episodes hadn't aired yet. So he's back to uh, once again shed some light on uh, this season of the Challenge USA. And this final, that was controversial, to say the least. So, ladies and gentlemen, making his second appearance on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, able to jump over huge buildings in a single bound, the greatest endurance athlete this world has ever seen. No, just the challenge. This challenge has ever seen. Uh-huh. He once beat Lance Armstrong in the Tour de France. No, I raced against Lance Armstrong, though. Okay. Well, listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to big you up here, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I want to be honest. Like, well, if I, I if I keep lying about if I lie about myself, then I then people don't believe the things I'm saying. No one's ever gonna know. Listen, the game survivor okay. is all about lying. Okay. Okay. Let's so do is it. the challenge. Okay. There is no honesty amongst thieves. All right, mm-hmm. Mr. Tyson Apostle, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here. I felt, I, man, with that intro, I thought there was going to be clapping behind you, like you had like a, a sound box or something that was going to do some applause. We're doing that in post. Okay, good. I like it. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Johnny? I want to thank you first and foremost for giving me three hours of your day today already. It was only an hour and a half. No, but you had to watch the episode as well. Oh, that's true. Okay, see, I didn't want to lie, but I was, but okay. Yeah, you, you're right. You it was. got to watch the episode. Johnny and I covered uh, the premiere of Survivor Season 43, and uh, I think we're creating almost a brotherhood here. We've been together so much over the last month 
your wife's going to start asking you questions if you keep she spending this much is. time with me. You She's just like, said now who on your podcast, Tyson said that he was okay with me being the little spoon because he's he's six three and he can stand behind me. So yeah, no, I stand by that truth. Listen, I'm, I'm not here to ruin any more marriages, Tyson. Okay, <laughs> okay. How many have you ruined? I mean, Baker's dozen. Um, but no, listen, and I also pop my my uh, I pop my Survivor cherry. I loved it. You were great on the show. It's interesting to get your uh, stand and viewpoint on everything, knowing your experience and your history with the challenge to look at it through that lens because Survivor is a different beast, but there's a lot you can take from the challenge and apply it to Survivor. And there's things outside the box that I love, like your input where you're like, yeah, that definitely could be something. And like, and the other way around, like I learned things from what, because again, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's almost like if you're used to I guess say you're a lawyer and you're used to, 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 to practicing, you know, one type of law and you get really good at that. But then it's like you go over in this other area and you're like, holy shit, there's things now that I've learned in this realm of the law that I could apply to what I was doing before. And watching Survivor and talking to you about it and just how the game is different and how the strategy is different. Um, I'm almost more I'm almost more intrigued now by, um, you know, just the, the, the Survivor game and how that works and how that. And how you applied it actually very well to the season you did on the challenge. I mean, you, you really did. You took you took a game that you've never been on before, but you took strategy from the game you're very familiar with, and you managed to somehow morph the two into one, and um, it got you all the way to uh, to the final, almost to the end. I think the only thing that you need to add to your repertoire uh-huh. is Sudoku. No, I mean. Uh, look, a lot of people have given me flack on social media for a lot of bravado and being arrogant. And I've said like, it's not arrogance if it's self-awareness. And I don't know that like maybe people uh, have a different opinion, but I ran that game from day one to the Sudoku puzzle. There was nobody else running the game like I was running it. And here's the thing is if you would have just been a talking head and if you would have just been running the game and, and just based on an alliance that you had based on numbers and you hadn't been performing trust me i would have been your biggest critic but you actually showed up and you and you won and you compete and you were you know one of the one of the fiercest competitors there you had that alliance uh with angela, angela. uh and you guys i mean played a, an absolutely Pretty much, pretty flawless game up up until the end. It all kind of went sideways, but that's what happens in in, in finals sometimes, because the final is a different animal. Uh, but listen, dude, that's what makes. I mean, th- that's what makes the the greats. You know, what I mean, there's someone, and I've said this, but there's a lot of parallels. I feel like between you and uh, and Wes Bergman in that regard. Whereas I feel like you guys both are. I mean, you know, you you both have a lot of bravado. You guys both love to gas up your own tires, uh-huh. but I mean, that's what makes you lovable and hateable at the same time. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what makes a good character is somebody who's, who, you know, fans are either going to love you or they're going to hate you they're, but they're going to have an opinion. There's no indifferent, it, there's no indifferent opinions out there about Tyson. Who do you like more, me or Wes? Uh, who do I like to look at more? Probably you, because okay. I mean, yeah, I, I have because West keeps the 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 sight of West keeps me up at night sometimes. Uh, but I mean, listen, you guys are both. It took here's the here's I'll put it this way: it didn't take as long for you and I to put whatever differences we had aside than it took me and West. I mean, me and him beefed, and we were at each other's throats for dude, damn near a decade. 
And so, I didn't even um, know you and I had differences. So I mean, we, well, listen, we did. We, we got, we got them all out of the way on the last one. I had to listen. I was, I had to, you know, shine some light on, on some of these outrageous uh, <laughs> proclamations you were making on social media. Um, how outrageous are they on a percentage level to you I now mean, seeing everything, seeing how I performed, seeing how I ran the game. There's I a smidgen s- of truth to some of it. There is a smidgen of truth, but here's the, and but here's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. if you want to talk about, and this was the comparison I made last time. It's like, yeah, you compete. It would be like if I went back and played Little League, dude. It was like, yeah, I would absolutely dominate the competition. And that's what it was. I feel like you, from a skill level, from from a, 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 an athletic level, from, you know, in, an endurance perspective, from a background in, on, on, you know, really difficult competition. I felt like you were, I mean, there was a few of you there at the top, but you kind of stood head and shoulders over a lot of other people in the house. I mean, just look at the final, for example, how many people quit? Six people quit. I've never seen that happen before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's the thing is I think, you know, comparing yourself to the people that you were in the house with is one thing, but it's like then comparing yourself to people who've been there and done that and have been doing it at a very high level for a very long time. That was what I, you know, kind of took issue with. But again, I feel like we got it all sorted out. And Tyson, there's a reason why you were the first guest I had on the podcast this season. And I'm having back a second time. And that's not because you sit there and and you don't speak your mind. And you, you know, we talked about this earlier, dude, you're a polarizing character. And, um, I see a lot of similarities between the two of us as well in that regard. You left a very important sexual innuendo uh, out that you could have used where you said, I see a lot of you and me. And I thought (laughs) that's definitely where bananas was going. I I feel like I have a pulse on your humor at this point. How could you have missed that? Only when we're playing the rolling board game. I was actually waiting to see if you caught that. You know why? I feel like, I feel like between your podcast and mine, I'm already Uh about 15 sexual innuendos in. So I feel like I have to maybe let, let one pass by. And you know what? I got to give you a shot every now and then. That's true. I don't usually take the swipes at the sexual innuendos anymore, but I will. That's all I do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child. Oh no. I know. I appreciate it. Keeps me young. It keeps me young. I think that's one of my superpowers. People are like, like, what is your superpower? I think that's what it is. I think my superpower is the ability to turn any conversation and turn it into like a sexual innuendo. Okay. Well, that's important. The world needs that. You know uh, why gyms and the ocean are very similar, right? No. They're both full of muscles and clams. Okay. (laughs) Gyms? Like a gym. I even, what? Well, I, oh, I know the you, gym. You, we know, okay. Well, duh, you haven't seen the inside of a gym in 15 years. We get it. I see the gym. A gym is a place where people go to lift weights, Dyson. I thought you were talking about J-I-M. And I was like, I, do we know the same guy? Yeah, I don't know this gym. J-Y-M. Yeah, no, I- uh, no, Like a gym. Yeah, like a fitness no, I get center. it now. Yeah, okay. I get it now. Um, <laughs> gym. I, I haven't really seen, a, I mean, I haven't worked out regularly in a gym. I did leading up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understood that the challenge for the most part is more about strength to weight ratio, being yep. able to handle the weight you have on your person than it is being able to bench press 300 pounds. hundred, I'm so, just giving you shit, but because yeah. no, you have your head in the exact right spot. I can't tell you how me and Wes just talked about this on the last podcast we did or and with actually, no, I would talk about with Mark is so many guys come on the challenge and they're so caught up in 
they want to be the biggest, strongest guy just for like the intimidation factor. And it's like, that's yeah. all fine and good if we're in a hall brawl or for in a pole wrestle. But you saw out of all of the challenges and of all of the eliminations that you saw on your season of the challenge, how many favored the biggest, strongest guy? Two of the yep. guys. Yeah. And I, and I say that too, like people on Twitter are harassing me about like, oh, you'd lose in a hall brawl. And I was like, <laughs> that's the percentage. You. That's the percentage I gave you. Like I, I, I said 80% because I was leaving out the hall brawl. That was what I yep. was giving them was I will lose a hall brawl against anyone bigger than me. Yeah. And so I, but at the same time, that's 10% of the game. Exactly. And then the, and then at that point when they had the hall brawl, there were like eight dudes left. So you have like a one in eight shot of going in. And that's if you don't win that uh, challenge of the day. And so it's more important to be able to do 20, 30 pull-ups in a row than it is to be able to bench press 300 pounds. And the same with leg lifts. Like people are like, I can squat 400 pounds twice. And it's like, well, I can do 40 one-legged uh, squats and then do 40 on the other side. And it's all about that strength to weight, which is the number one thing in cycling to get better as a cyclist. It's all of your strength and your wattage output is compared to your weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's that, I mean, it's, it's endurance. It's like you said, strength to weight ratio, it's agility, it's balance. You've got those bases covered. And then obviously you need to have the puzzle situation, which you, I think also have a pretty good grasp on. I need to work on my puzzle game. You told me where to get them on Amazon. So I'm definitely going to download some of those. Um, and I'm going to start doing Sudokus because I think that's the first time they've thrown a straight up Sudoku puzzle out there. And I will say this challenge, I've seen more physically demanding challenges, obviously, but dude, the amount of puzzles, it's like, guys, can we, can we dial it back a bit? Or if we're going to do the puzzles, can we make them like a little bit easier? Because well, it these doesn't things have to be easier. I, I mean, Sudoku is something that you can only understand if you've done it. Yeah. Which is hard with other puzzles. You don't necessarily have to have had practice on them to figure them out with Sudoku without instruction and without knowing what it is, you're completely lost. Yeah. I knew what Sudoku was. I'd never played it, but I know the premise of the game. Dom and Justine had never played, so they were lost. They weren't getting anything. They weren't going to get anywhere. They were never going to be able to do anything with that. I took a crapshoot at it and was like, I know the gist of it. Let me try. And, uh, and you know, I think that's what America wanted to see. I know that they'd pulled everybody earlier and they were like, everybody wanted to see Sudoku. And then uh, uh, even the networks now, I think, are shopping around looking for a Sudoku specific television show where it's only Sudoku. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to tune exciting. in. Dude, so I'm, excited. I'm excited to watch. And I think, I don't even think that there's a, a company that's building it yet. So we could be the guys to build the show. Dude, this is a great idea. We have. I'm actually going to edit this part of the podcast out so people yeah. don't steal our idea. But let's timestamp it so if somebody else comes up with the idea, we can pursue we legal have, action. We have the IP on it. Yes. Good idea. Okay. Um, were you shocked? Because I was. At what an absolute like savant Danny turned out to be. I felt like, was this, did, did you know? I mean, because this guy shows up to the final. I mean, listen, he played a great game. Yeah. But he was just very, just kind of, he played a very middle of the road game. Didn't really do much. Didn't really say much, but, but, you know, competed when he had to, won when he had to. And then he gets to this final and it's like, dude, every puzzle, this guy's just like, oh, Sudoku, I got it. It's the the yeah. shapes puzzle. I hate those. The guy, like the spatial reasoning the puzzle. Slide, the slide puzzle. The slider yeah. puzzle. I'm like, whoa, dude, this guy was a sleeper the entire season. 
Yeah. So the slide puzzle he was very good at. Uh, and then we get through and for me to win the game, I had to just come beat Danny in the final in this last day. So I was like, okay. And I was running up a mountain and I was like, okay, this is exactly my wheelhouse. I'm spending the money as I'm running up that hill. I haven't seen anybody all day long. The only person I saw was Dom at the first puzzle since the like 10 steps into the thing. The only person I saw all day was Dom at the first puzzle. And then 30, 20, 30 minutes after at Sudoku, Danny rolls in. And the second he's like, I know how to do Sudoku. I was like, I'm done. I'm cooked. Like he knows how, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. If he would have missed his first attempt, then I would have definitely kept trying to battle. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he like got it so fast, which is difficult. Like I see my mom playing Sudoku and she's like marking like ones in the boxes in like a little box, like testing it to see Mm -hmm. if it works. Mm -hmm. And, and you couldn't do that on this board. You had to just like fire. And, uh, Danny was missing a piece from his and they were not going to let him move on because he didn't have one of the pieces that was missing. It wasn't available. And they were like, no, you don't have the whole thing complete. And he's like, that's a five. That should be a five. And they're like, no. And I was, I was the one that stepped in. I was like, let him go. Like he yeah. finished it. Yeah. And they were like, okay, he can go. And I was like, it's to my detriment that you let him go, but he's obviously solved this thing. Get him out of here. And you're a humanitarian. I mean, I like to keep things like real <laughs> and fair. And like that in that moment, like stopping him because he's missing yeah. a puzzle piece that does not exist. Yeah. Why? What's the yeah. point? Where's yeah. he going to come up with that piece? Steal it off someone else's board. That's what he I would have. Done. Yeah, that's what I was afraid like, of. I was I've like, like hey, come over here. Hey, production, what's that over there? And then I would have stolen. Yeah. Um, did you feel like anyone that made it to this final? Who do you feel like anyone like slipped through the cracks? Like there were some people that deserved to be there who weren't. Maybe there were some people that made it that probably shouldn't have. You know, these games of strategy, you can't think like that. That's the that's what I've learned from Survivor is it's not always the most deserving or the most qualified person that gets there. And this is like that as well. It's like the game shaped out the way it did with the people that did. Obviously, if I would have had moments of control where I didn't have as much control, it would have been a different direction a little bit. But like that's, I think everybody who got there deserved to be there in the capacity that this is a game and this is like the the way it shaped up. I don't think that everybody was like necessarily strategic in getting there. I don't think the mindsets were always correct and physical capacity. Also, it depends on like, what are you saying? Like from a standpoint of being competitive on MTV's challenge, uh, these finalists aren't the crew, Mm -hmm. you know, but this was the game they were dealt and they got to the end somehow. Uh, and so like, yeah. Was there anyone that you did not want to see there because you just butted heads them the entire season? And why was it Sarah? (laughs) 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 Do do I need to expound on that more? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because you guys did. I mean, I remember when we... Okay, because when we did our last pod, when we did the first podcast, you guys, you had just sent uh, her and Leo, right? Into yeah. the a limb. And I remember, because I'd never met you before. I remember listening to I knew it was going to gonna you, be fiery. I knew it was going to be fiery. And I listened her. to your podcast. And I remember, dude, and I actually agree with you after, because I after watching the episode and seeing the way that she reacted to winning, dude, I was like, okay. The only thing worse than a sore loser is a sore winner. And the way that like she 
acted after that was like, and you even said, you were like, there's nothing in my entire life that would give me that much rage. So is, was that kind of like what started your guys's like rivalry or whatever? And then you were, and you even said on the podcast, you're like more things happened throughout the season than I was going to say, but is that, and did that kind of just play throughout the entire season? Like it was almost like, it's almost like you, you, you couldn't mend that fence once it was, once it was broken. We tried to mend, but we're so different, uh, her and I, and Ben as well. Uh, mm -hmm. They're on another level emotionally and explosively, and I don't have that rage in me anywhere, mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, when I see somebody rage out like that, it's entitlement. To me, to be that mad at something is a form of entitlement that I despise. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that as a person, as a whole, that everything about that person is wrong, but that facet of them for me is enough to turn me off and be like, look, like I can be cordial around these people in a professional setting, whatever, but we're never going to be best friends because I know that that is inside you under the surface somewhere. And it's just not for me. How much of that would you say, I guess, maybe spawned from the fact that all three of you were from Survivor? Like, was there some sort of like inner... Was it, there had to have been some sort of like almost like rivalry within the game based on the fact that you guys are all coming from Survivor. You're all trying to make a name for yourselves. You're, you're playing a different game and you're all trying to, we're all there for the same reason. We're all trying to win. We're all trying to be the best. Was there like an added layer on that because you guys all came from the same world? Well, I've made a name for myself already. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe there was some of like, oh, this guy, you know, like in that Survivor too, like. A lot of times people come after the biggest name, whoever's the most well-liked by the fans, whoever's the most well-liked by the production, which is very visible as, you know, like day three, I'm cracking jokes with production, high-fiving as I walk through, like all of that stuff is visible. Uh, also, Ben and Sarah had played on a season with me before and we were on opposite sides then. Yeah. And that wasn't in my decision or anything to come against them, but- like, I just didn't trust them. And if you don't trust somebody, you need to get them before they get you. And so I would say with them, there was a little bit of hesitation in working with them and me being on high alert with them at all times, maybe even to uh, an exaggerated degree where I was finding things that weren't necessarily like even issues. But to me, they were issues because I already didn't trust them yeah. uh, versus someone like Danny, who I just like loved as a person. Uh, his, our humors, like were identical. We laughed at the same things. We razzed each other like equally. And so like, it wasn't necessarily like a in survivor thing. Like it's who's the best at survivor. Who's the best within the survivor group. Like none of that ever crossed my mind. Did it cross theirs? I don't know. I think maybe with some people it does. And maybe with some people it doesn't. And it all comes down to like how comfortable you are yeah. in your own skin with who you are and what you've accomplished. And, and the think, carryover from Survivor to the challenge, it was almost like there was already kind of, a, you guys weren't starting off fresh as if you guys were just playing a game for the first time together. There was some history there. Correct. And there was other histories, you know, with Shan and Danny and the big brother uh, season 23. And did, that did like all play out a little bit. And so, uh, yeah. So I clashed with Sarah. I clashed with Ben. I would say those were really the only two personalities on the entire season that I really clashed with Enzo at the end, but he's like, 
such a helpless like little puppy that it was just like <laughs> Poor you Enzo. hate me you hate me but like i'm not afraid of that yeah <laughs> guy was in way over his bald head dude. way over his head right <laughs> dude <laughs> Oh man, poor guy. But was it fun to watch or was so it fun? I sad wish it, it was both. I wish he would have made it a little like I wish I wish you would have been able to see him struggle a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because dude, I've never we've made fun of people for 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 quitting a challenge a final early. That yeah. has to be a record for the fastest anyone has ever quit a final. And he jumped in and immediately was like, "I'm done." I'm and done. I can't breathe. And I was like, if you couldn't breathe, you can't talk. Yeah. Like that's science. You're wearing a life vest, Enzo. You're <laughs> yeah. not going to drown. But okay? to his, a little bit to his credit, like I think it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, but the water was, was very, cold. very choppy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was cold, but it was very choppy. And me as a swimmer, totally comfortable. No yeah. problem. But I yeah. was looking at the water and I was surprised that everyone jumped in. Yeah, I thought there were going to be people, uh, be people who didn't even jump in because it was so choppy, and they actually forewent the next leg, which was supposed to be canoeing back across that water. And they were like, "Nobody will make it." And I was like, "That's what I want. Get yeah. me in the water with a canoe yep. with a partner. I will drag that canoe by swimming and get us where we need to go because everybody's going to tip over in those canoes." Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, the ele I will say the biggest challenge I think you guys faced in in this in this final was were the elements i mean you guys dealt with it all dude cold water snow rain which rain. is even worse than snow. overnight all overnight yeah yeah man i mean it, it it looked it looked brutal and that's the other thing is like i know i give you shit for like not being able to solve the sudoku puzzle but i mean doing that with a fresh brain is hard let alone doing that after not sleeping for a night and then you know just battling the elements yeah and I had to stare at the Sudoku for a long time before I even got going for that reason. I was like, my brain's not fully working here right now. And I know the premise, but I have to sit here and look at it and then like drink it all in. Um, but up until that point, honestly, like it was miserable and it sucked, but nothing really got to me too bad. When we were doing the digging overnight in the rain, I would take off a lot of my clothes and hang them up in the tent so they would dry. And then when I'd switch out, I'd get my wet clothes off and sleep in the dry clothes and then switch back so that when I started the next day, I might've been the only guy starting with dry clothes to go up the mountain. Very survivor-ish of you. I love it's, it. It's a cycling. It's actually a cycling trick is when you climb and when you get to the top of a climb or when you're climbing, you undo everything yep. so you can dry out. And then on your way down, you bundle up. Same thing with hiking. I mean, we've had to do yes. that in challenges before. People are all bundled up. And what happens is, yeah, when you're warm and you're sweating in there, it feels fine. But then yeah. once you stop and your clothes are wet. Freezing cold. Now you're freezing cold. Yeah. Um, did you, how, how did it feel once? Because this is what I always love on a challenge is like once TJ announces you're in the final, the game's out the window. Alliances are out the window. Now it's like we're all we could just put put all aside and now we are only responsible for our own game and the only person we have to worry about is ourselves knowing you can't get eliminated is yep. a huge relief at that point when you're like i've made it nobody can make any moves against me no matter how bad people hate me they're stuck with me for the next few days and i can at this point talk to whoever i want hang out with whoever i want be who i want to be and not talk to the people i don't necessarily enjoy which is just like, that's almost part of the end is just being like, ah, I can kick up my feet and don't have to worry about playing the social game anymore.
you could listen, you could toss all that humility that you had had the entire season right out the window and just let everybody know finally that you're the best one there and you're going to win. Well, I did, but I did that all season. <laughs> but part of it, Johnny. I loved it, dude. I thought it was great. <laughs> part of it is that I'm a 43-year-old man who's the, one of the scrawniest guys on the season. I had to start early. I had to flex early. Like if I would have sat back, I would have gone into the first couple of eliminations because they would have been like, this guy's scrawny and he's old. But I, So I had to flex early. On Survivor, it's a different story. I don't have to flex early, not just because my reputation, but because it's mostly strategic and social. Whereas the challenge, I knew physically I had to flex. And so, uh, like, had I been somebody else, had I been someone like Danny with a build where people are like, oh, he played in the NFL, he's going to be scary at, at some of these yep. challenges, I wouldn't have had to flex as hard as I had to flex there. So, winning hey, the do, first. Did you and Danny ever flex next to each other? I'd like to see that. He's got more muscles than me. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on. It's, I hide it under my shirt, but yeah, he's, I'm 6'3 and probably like 175 right now. That's insane, dude. That's so, amazing. That is, that is incredible. I love that they put you guys, this is what I was, sometimes I watch challenges and I'm like, in 21 seasons, we've never flown on a private jet. They fly you guys private to your final. You know, the last final I did, they put us on a bus and drove us eight hours from Prague to the Austrian Alps. You guys get your own private jet right in the Patagonia. I mean, must, must it's, be not nice. the, it's not the luxury you think it is. It was like the clown car of private jets. And I don't want to sound spoiled or anything, but flying the commercial jet back to uh, Buenos Aires was much more comfortable than the private jet. The private jet looked cooler. It did look cool. And like, yeah, yeah that was a big cool. flex by production. Yeah. Uh, but it was a tin can. Like it was, Dom wanted out immediately. He was like, I'm too claustrophobic for this thing. And you kind of did have to like put yourself in like, it was like getting a CAT scan. Have you ever had a CAT scan oh, before? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. They x-rayed my head and found nothing. Really? Not a single, not even a thick skull? Nothing, dude. They were like, they're like, buddy, your head is completely empty. Nothing. I'm like, I, I knew it. Wow. <laughs> And your wow. heart's got calluses all over it. Yeah, what is dark. wrong with you? It's very dark. <laughs> Why is it black? Um, <laughs> who did you feel like your biggest competition was going into that final? Honestly, myself. Like, I yeah. don't want, like, I knew that I was going to be the best endurance wise, head and shoulders above the rest. There was even a moment like early, like bef- the eating challenge. We were running to do the onion thing and nobody, they don't tell you what you're doing. You know, they're yeah, just like, yeah. go. Yep. And I was running. And I was partnered with Sarah and I look back and I'm like 50 yards ahead of her within like 200 yards. I'm like, Sarah, come on. And she's like, what if it's a marathon? I was like, I'm going marathon pace. That's what I'm doing right now. And then we get to the onion. I was like, okay, here we go. But God, I can't believe she point, held you back. Is that's probably why you lost is because she held you back so much, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, but, but like I'm saying, like at that point, like with everybody yeah. running so slow, assuming it was a marathon and me settling into like, a nice marathon pace for myself. Uh, I was like, the only thing that can stop me is me self-destructing or crumbling somewhere along the way. Because if it's mostly endurance, there's nobody here that has that background that I do and has the knowledge of being able to push as far as I can push. And that's just like, say what you want about my ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like I've raced and cycling prides itself rain or shine or snow or sleet over mountain passes, six hours in the saddle, 10 days in a row. 
Yeah. I have done that. And I know that my body can do that. And once you know your body can do that, Mm -hmm. it's easy to repeat. It's, and this is what I always compare to high altitude. I love every final I've ever done in high altitude. I've won. And that's because growing up, I spent a lot of time in the mountains. I dated a girl, lived in Tahoe. So I spent a ton of time snowboarding, hiking. I mean, you're at Tahoe, dude. You're, you know, 7,500 feet sleeping, yeah. let alone do when you go up to the mountain, you're at 10, 11,000 feet. So it's like, even if you have once, if you've never been at altitude before and people's bodies and their lungs don't, they're, they're not used to the way that feels. They don't know what it's like to go up a flight of stairs and be out of breath. But even if you haven't been at altitude for a long time, if you've experienced that feeling before, you know what it is. You know how to fight through it. And I and it's a lot like endurance. If people have never pushed their bodies to that limit, they don't realize that that it's they're able to do it, and they have that they they have a gear that they're not aware that they have. Basically, yeah. And I think that that's what it is. I don't think that it's like I have the gear and others don't have it. It's that I know that gear is there, and I've used it a lot of times. And yeah, and I grew up in Utah too. I grew up at high altitude, yep. and altitude's never been an issue for me either. And uh, so yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, so obviously Dan, Danny and Kayla come out of the gate strong. They finished that slider puzzle in in, in no time. Was yeah. that was that the first time you're like, dude, this Danny guy's the real deal? Like, okay, where was where were all these puzzle skills at? Where you been hiding these? Yeah, that was the first time I was like, I, honestly, that at that point I was like, there's still plenty of time to catch Danny. So he had got the maximum amount of points, I think five. And I think I got three. And so at that point I was like, okay, still time. Then he wins the eating one too. Him and Angela come in first in the eating one. I come in second with Sarah. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm three points behind him. 
And then I'm like, okay, I have to make that up somewhere. So that was the point where I was like, if I don't start making ground on Danny now, then he's going to run away with this, which I then did. Like uh, Angela and I won the next one. Danny was second. So I gained a point there. The digging went overnight. I gained another point. So now I'm one point behind him, which is all I need. So now I just have to beat Danny in the final, no matter what place we come in and I should be crowned. Do you think, do you, how much of that ground you're able to make up um, and your performance was due to the fact that your liver and blood was detoxified from the onions <laughs> and the garlic? Do you think that played into your Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you know. Because I was looking at you, I'm like, dude, this guy's, I mean, dude, his blood looks totally detoxified right now. And his yeah, liver and his just immune is system cleansed. is boosted. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I was going to do that cleanse on the way home. You, you heard me and I didn't have to because it was already done. So uh, <laughs> we used to do that. We used to do this thing called the Beer Olympics. All right. And one yeah. of the events, we'd split up in the teams. We do a bunch of dumb shit. It was called the Onion of Knowledge. And we passed around a raw onion in the first team to finish eating. So watching that, I'm like, I know how brutal that is, dude. I mean, that was. And then they give you lemon juice. Like, yeah, to rinse it out. That was but a the lemon juice. The yeah. lemon juice actually, it was like, and the lemon juice had like cayenne pepper and some some stuff in there too to kind of shock you. But I do think that the lemon juice for some reason, and I think Angela talked to it, it like neutralized some of the acidity of the mm -hmm. onion or the shock of the onion. So the onion would burn, dump a little lemon juice on there. So near the end, when your taste buds are all raw, I just stick out my tongue and dump the lemon juice on it. But here's a hack that I didn't realize until after is that you can just pretend to, you can take a mouthful of stuff and pretend to vomit yeah. and they would just let it slide. Survivor, if you vomit, you have to eat that back up. Ugh. Yeah, well, usually they have someone there to refill it, but uh, that is exactly, it's a hack. You put it in your mouth, you pretend to throw up. Actually, when we did X's 2, we were in Iceland, we had to eat a goat head, the whole head, the brain. Oh my gosh. And the only thing that freaked me out, I couldn't do the, you had to peel the skin off the face, we had to eat the eyeballs. So I yeah. shoved one of the eyeballs in my pants and then continued on the final. About about an hour later, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden an eyeball rolled out of my pants, dude. Oh, I thought like, you were going to say you challenge. did like a self-examination. You're like, oh no, I have three testicles. Oh my God. And one of them's looking right at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So oh, yeah, that's right. Because Angela did come up with the whole, oh, I'm a cook. I'm a vegan cook. And if you put I the- I loved it. Yeah. I mean, so, so vegans aren't entirely useless. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. No, I know going into the final, I was like, I know there's probably going to be eating thing here. I'm so glad that there's a vegan still present, uh, so that we can just eat vegetables. Cause like I can push through a vegetable, but a goat head with eyeballs, uh, is good. not for me. Yeah. You guys definitely, they let you off easy with the they eating sure challenge. And I one, don't disagree that I'll, like, eat an on, and I'll eat an onion and garlic all day long over some of the shit they've made us do. You wouldn't believe how happy I was to see an onion and garlic. Like when I looked at that, I was like, oh, thank goodness. It's not like a it, testicles and eyeball stew or whatever they got <laughs> going on. Quick Tyson. What's six times eight? Six times eight is 42. <laughs> 48 man 48 like, it was funny because out of all of the out of all the math equations you guys had to do you turn around i think it was sarah at the time and you're like sarah what's six times eight i'm like that's the easiest part of the whole thing dude well because i was running in advance of her and reading the barrels as quick as i could and uh and then you got me again because i was like trying to be as fast as possible without thinking yeah but that was the beauty of the partnership so right there in that moment running through the swamp I realized you could see the barrels from quite a distance. So I cut an inner circle much smaller than going from barrel to barrel. Everybody else went barrel to barrel. And I dragged Sarah around on like an inner circle of 
where the barrels were lying. So we did way less distance. And Remember we what we were on. talking about earlier about, about yes. finding the loopholes in the game. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah. Good so man. I would, uh, I would cut the corners, uh, to the barrels and got through it quicker, but in doing so, like I had to like, really like focus on the distance yeah. and the numbers. And so shouting it out to Sarah, as I went by was the easiest. What was it like being paired up with her? Was it, did that kind of did no, that, that fine. ease tensions at all? You guys after that were like, all right, now we kind of, now we have to play nice. I, I think in the moments we were like, we have to play nice in these moments. And it was fine for both of us. In, earlier in the season, we were partnered as a driving duo. Totally fine. We were partnered in the final. We knew it was going to be. And there was actually a moment where I turned to her and I was like, during the eating one. And she was kind of struggling a little bit. And I was like, I'm glad I'm with you here, Sarah. And she was like, what? Really? Yeah. She looked at me like I'm like insane. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm glad I'm here with you too. And then she like, I got to say, you're a very, you're a very supportive partner. Even on the, when you guys, before the final, you guys' final challenge with Angela, when she was trying to figure out the slider puzzle, like you didn't have to, but every time you went by her, you were just like, you know, you were, you, you were giving her support, Rotated. man. Yeah. 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 You have to be into like, even like jogging, like they didn't show it. Every time I crisscross somebody, great job. You're doing great. I knew I was winning. It's easier to be supportive when you're winning the thing. Definitely. But at the same time, I was like, you're doing great. Good job. Keep it up. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Why are you cheering me on? I was like, because I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> you know what, Tyson? I don't care what Twitter says about you. You're actually not that big of a piece of shit. I mean, a lot of Twitter uh, agrees with you. But there's a, there's a percentage of Twitter that does not. Most of them actually are on Facebook. Listen, you know what? If everybody loves you or everybody hates you, you're doing something wrong. All right? No, you're doing it right. Wrong. Wrong? If everybody loves you or everybody hates you, there's oh, some, the you're same. doing something yeah. wrong. You yeah, got to yeah. have it split. Yeah. yeah I thought man. you were saying if you have it both. Because some no. people are just like, eh, either way for everybody. That's what's wrong no. is when you need people to love or to loathe you. 100%. Yeah. Love me or hate me, just get my name spelled right. Yeah. The wheelbarrow dirt pile. I don't know what it is about this, limit, this t- task or this checkpoint and Patagonia. But we did this exact same thing. Rivals won. We were in Patagonia. Uh, Badaloche, which is, is that where you guys were at? I don't know. Okay. Well, we were in this town. Same shit. Probably the same. Seems like they revisit areas. Huge pile of sand, about the same size. And then we had to push the wheelbarrow up and dump it into a box. Right? And it took probably 70 loads. Here's what was fucked up, though. Once we moved all the sand and put it in the box, you had to dig. And there was a little box. And inside the box, it said, all right. There's a map that you need, but to find that map, it's under all that sand you just moved. So you got to move all that sand back. So we had to move all that sand to the box and then turn around and move it all back. That's what we were supposed to do. Dude. And it's funny. And it's funny because Angela said, this was the best line. She goes, I feel like this is a waste. I feel like uh, this is a waste of energy with no point. And it's like, that is the point. The whole point of this is just to waste your energy. Yeah. I even remember looking at, uh, looking at uh, the camera and being like, would my talents here be better served for houses for humanity than here moving this gravel? But it was road-based. So it was like gravel mixed with sand. It was sleeting. So it was getting heavier with the water. Yeah, And we moved it all to the one point across. So this one, there was a code on the pole and you had to uncover the code by moving all the sand. And then you had to move the sand back to climb up the pole to unlock the game pieces. And, uh, because it was raining and the sand was getting heavier and heavier, uh, nobody completed the task except for Sarah and Dom, who both 
decided and committed to staying awake until it was done rather than take sleeping breaks. They were just like, let's just tag team like every 10, 15, 20 minutes as soon as you get tired. And that way we'll keep moving. And it was a great strategy to win a leg. Uh, but as soon as they finished, they just went to everybody else. And, and a camera guy or a production guy came to me. He's like, we've been awake almost as long as you have Tyson and we're tired and want to go to bed. We're just going to finish everybody in the order they're currently in. I think if I would have ran in the tent, woken up Angela and been like, go stand in your box real quick. They would have finished her. I was going to say, you, you said that they, that, that, that Dom and Sarah had the best strategy. Only I don't know if it was the, the best strategy. Only next to Angela's strategy of just being like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Well, and she had to move two thirds of the pile. Yeah. So in her mind, mathematically, she was like, everybody has to move equivalent of half a pile. I got to move two thirds back and forth. That's not. Now, while I was not cool with her doing that and being like, all right, I'm just not going to do the, the task. I was shocked that TJ didn't come out to make some sort of announcement or them tell her, no, 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 like refs or something to be like, no, you have to do this instead Nothing. of just the next morning being like, you're disqualified. Yeah. And it was shocking to everybody. I think there was no reaction because everybody's like, how? Because generally, did it say, because usually it'll say on the sign, it's like, you have to, you know, if you don't finish this task, you're DQ'd or something like that. And the fact that they didn't do that and they just DQ'd her was kind of surprising. Well, and that nobody really finished except for Dom and Sarah. And I love, and I also love, I'm sorry, but this is also uh, the, the, the semantics. Angela's like, I'm not quitting. I'm just opting out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Aha! I was like, yeah. And I mean, and that was the confusing thing is because we'd seen Justine not finish the leg earlier. Yeah. Like she didn't bring the decoder down. She missed it. And she turned around to run back and they were like, no, 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 Justine, you're fine. And then- Dom and Angela didn't finish the slide puzzle at the very start. They just were like, okay, you guys are last place. You didn't finish the slide puzzle. Uh, we're all moving on to the next leg. But then the eating one, Kayla had to finish the onion. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and there was no, like, it wasn't stated beforehand or anything. It was just like, uh, what's the thing here? We don't know. And then they didn't know until you got there. And they were like, yeah, sorry. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, uh, that's uh, interesting. But that, I mean, it comes to what we were talking about earlier with Jeff Probst. Uh, if there was a guy like that in charge that loved the show like a baby and was making sure that everything was, all the I's were dotted, the T's were crossed, everything like that, then it would have been much more straightforward for people rather than uh, a little bit of confusion along every step pretty much. That's the one thing is like, is, is, and we're need, all new. Like, yeah, there I've, needs to be clarity with that, especially with the, 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 the timing out, because that's actually bit me in the ass in the past too, where, or, 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 where you're like, wait a minute. Sometimes they let people time out of a puzzle. And then other times it's like, no, you're just going to sit here and, until you figure it out. Yeah. We want to look, make you look like an idiot. Just keep figuring it out. Yeah. Just, just time me out, TJ. I'm, I'm good. But next time, cause you know, that's, that's TJ's big thing. He hates quitters. Yeah. If, which I haven't done, but I'm going to keep this in my back pocket. If there ever comes a time where I'm going to quit, I'm going to tell him, TJ, I'm not quitting. I'm opting out. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that. There's a difference. <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, there was a moment in Sudoku where I was like, I should just run all the way back down the mountain just to show them that I'm like, physically, this is fine. It's just, I don't know how to do Sudoku. Yeah. And there was like a sliver of me that was like, I was just going to be like, hey, guys, I'm just going to run back to the bottom and get in the bus at the bottom. That's another 10 miles. No sweat. Got it. And, and you know what? You would have went back and they probably would have still been working on the Sudoku puzzle. Yeah. 
No, and they would have. You would got your body heat back up. You would have came back. That I was mean, part they would have had to time you out at some point. Yeah, that was part of it. And I, but like at the same time, like Danny had left Sudoku and been gone for a long enough time yeah. that I knew I wasn't winning at that point. Yeah. And I was there only for the money. And so at that point, I was like, there's no point really in continuing. I've been here over an hour for sure, maybe longer, who knows? But uh, yeah. I was just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Like, I know I'm not winning this thing. And uh, I got up here the fastest. I proved myself. I'm happy with how dominant I was. And if I can't take home 500,000, I'm fine being done right now. Was that, I mean, it must have been surprising. I mean, going back, like I've, in all the seasons of the challenge, I've, I mean, it must have been surprised for production too. I mean, we're, the fact that, I mean, just then it was you, Dominic, uh, Justine, Kayla, Kayla. And all just like, just, and I mean, Dominic quitting right out of the gate, dude. Like I was like, I mean, did you, do you. So he'd never seen a Sudoku puzzle. Mm-hmm. Justine had never sat down to even look yeah. at one. I yeah. at least knew the premise from being explained it before. Mm-hmm. So the, like, where are they going to go with that? It's may as well, like on your market set, like do a Russian spelling bee. Like if you aren't, and like, that's, Part of the challenge is like, yeah, there's trivia that people don't know. If Sudoku is part of it and people don't know Sudoku, then that's on them. Like, that's on me. I didn't know Sudoku. That's a bummer. I didn't know Sudoku. That's the one facet of this whole thing that I wasn't really fully prepared for. And that sucks. It sucks that it happened to be like the final leg of the final. And I had such a huge head start, but yeah. I don't have anyone to blame but myself uh, because that was just the nature of it. And Danny got through it. So, you know, kudos to him. He uh, had the Sudoku knowledge and got through it. What was, and Sarah got hung up on the puzzle before. Yeah. How did she, she definitely met- timed out on the puzzle before? So they, so they timed out on that one too. They timed out on the first puzzle of the day. Yeah. Got it. Okay. On, on the one, the colors, the one that the hexagonal. Is, uh, yeah. At one colors, point yes. she was like under, like uh, under a bush. Yeah. Under a bush. They didn't show that she timed out though. Did they? Yeah, but they didn't show. No, they didn't show her timeout. They actually okay. didn't show her finishing. But I, I was told by many people in production like that same day that she had timed out of the first puzzle. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, they probably had. They probably had the timer out because if not, I mean, after everyone else, I mean, it was just at that point, it was just her and Danny. So if they yeah. would have, if they would have, if she would have ended up quitting, it would have been you would have had one guy winning the entire thing. Right, which would have been hilarious too, uh, and maybe you would have gotten the full five hundred like uh, they had said initially. So that, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, there's been there's been a lot of discrepancies about that uh, being said, but I mean, I've always known generally it's split when they generally say, exactly. it's split. Yeah. But and we know that I know that as uh, as uh, watching the challenge preparing, it's generally split. Mm-hmm. But every time you hear TJ say the winner gets five hundred thousand. We heard that every single challenge, every single elimination, and everybody was looking at each other initially being like, he said, winner gets 500,000, right? And we all looked at each other and we're like, okay, yeah, that's, that, that's what was said. That's, that's, uh, so like we knew that it was generally split and there was part of us that was like, maybe it is split because that's generally how it is. But also this is a new thing on CBS with new people on CBS and they're saying, Winner gets 500,000 over and over and over again. If he would have said the wiener gets 500,000, you would have won. I would have won for sure. And if he would have said the winner, there's a silent S at the end, Mm. gets 500,000, we would have understood it was split. Damn it. 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have T. You know what? I'm gonna have to have TJ back on to get this all to get this all clarified. Okay. <laughs> I guys mean, gotta, re- just rewatch the first episode. Guys, got to get his singulars and plurals down. No, people yeah. accuse. Listen, people accuse. The, the last season I won was total madness. Uh huh. Me and uh, this girl Jenny both won. Okay. Uh, it was a million dollars. Um, gr- prize. And there's a male and female winner. And then when we won, it was 500 guys, 500 girls. And there was all these conspiracy theorists out there that were like, no, it should have been million dollars to the winner. And, you know, they reshot the intro and and they only gave it to Bananas because she finished before him and all this stuff. And it's like, guys, like that's how it always goes. It's generally it's never. It, and it hasn't been like that for a while. They only did that actually one time, winner take all. They did it with yeah. Ashley a few years ago where she got to take the million from Hunter. And we knew that. The, yeah. And that's why we kept looking at each other every time it was stated winner gets 500,000. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, and then like, I'm not, I didn't get the 500,000. Why should I even care? Mm-hmm. But like when you have Danny echoing the same thing, other people echoing the same thing, it was definitely like a, a, another point of confusion in this whole thing. Um, compared to Survivor, Mm-hmm. Okay, because Survivor again, different, difficult in the whole. Compare the two seasons. Compare just from mental, physical, emotional. We were talking earlier about that pit you have in your stomach when you have to vote. Yeah, uh, mentally, the challenge is much easier. Mm-hmm. You have the house, you have the comforts, you have the shower, uh, you have the knowledge, and this is just from from my perspective. I'm sure others would state differently you have the insurance of the elimination. So uh, I, I think uh, uh, that uh, makes it a little bit easier because it's not just like a vote and you're gone. You have some insurances, you have the comfort, some of the comforts of home. Uh, physically, I mean, it's tricky because you're running on fumes on Survivor mm-hmm. and you are dragging your feet. You are a corpse walking around in the sand on the beach and then you have to off of only your adrenaline compete in a challenge the challenges uh are not as maybe as physical as the especially the final as as this is uh but they you do feel them because you're running off of fumes so i i think they're different i don't know that one is more difficult than the other i think survivor is a longer drawn out misery the last mm. week or two, whereas the challenge, the misery is only in the last like two or three days of the final. Other than that, it's a pretty comfortable existence. Would you do it again? The challenge? Yeah. Uh, I mean, never say never, but I would say closer to 0% than 1%. Wow. Well, I guess, I guess you're never then going to get that wish, Tyson. To actually compete against the, the big dogs and see how you would stack up. <laughs> was that my wish? <laughs> yeah, kinda. It was more of a it was it was more of a it was more of a premonition than anything. You're yeah. like, if I was to go on the challenge, I would run circles around these guys. I mean, never say never, but I've got a lot going on. I've yeah. got my kids, and the it has to be rewarding, not just at this point where I'm at in my life, not just financially rewarding, mm-hmm. but there has to be some fulfillment, some emotional reward. This, you know, something that uh, improves my life or who I am as a person. 
or something that I truly love. And I would say that the challenge for me is not that. You've never done a season with me. I haven't. And maybe that's, that's, that's it. What it that's maybe, what's missing. That's maybe what it is. if they would have put you on this first time, then I would be begging to go back for free season after season. And who knows, like my circumstances may change. Yeah. And I think that the people who do it over and over, like I have lots of respect for you because I don't think I could be away from the life I have here that often. Uh, and I also understand that some people do love that and I support them in loving that. It's not for me. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back on Survivor again either. I love Survivor, but at this point in my life as a dad and uh, with uh, a lot of other, you know, uh, irons in the fire, it might not be possible. I hear you, man. Listen, you're, you're a dad. You're a, you're a husband. I'm a stay-at-home son. You got, we got different responsibilities. But yeah. I would say after watching this season – out of the people who who, who, who you not just made it to the end, but just made an impression on this season. A lot of times, I see I see cast members coming from other from other shows. Survivor being one of them, Big Brother being one of them. And I'm like, first of all, how'd you ever make it on TV in the first place? And second of all, how have you been invited back to be on TV again? And I will say that, like you, from from a from the the the, the strategic standpoint, from the physical standpoint, from the mental standpoint. I mean, you would definitely, I think, be you would, uh, you would, you'd do well on 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 the uh, on the challenge. Thanks, I so, appreciate that, Johnny. Yeah. And and I'm like, I, I I see a lot of there's a lot of people, honestly, on social media who are like, Tyson has been good on Survivor. He's always been good on Survivor. He's better at the challenge. This is more I was built for his dude. talents. I think and, I love one of my favorite things is when you were like when you uh, I forgot who you were paired up with. I think it was. Um, who was the girl just lost to Angela in the pole wrestle? Uh, Alyssa. Alyssa. Was it her? You were like, all right, this is your first blind side. Yeah. I love the fact so many people usually are so afraid to blindside people. Like, no, we got to be honest. We got to let them know that they're going into elimination. And it's like the fact that like you almost like, 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 like got off on like the fact that it's like, yeah, we get, we're going to blindside this person. We're going to F them up. This Like, that's what I'm talking about. It's that strategic play. And it's that way you play the game. That I think a lot of people, you know, it's lost on a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just from doing it so many times and understanding what it is. And uh, it was nice to go back and see that I could still do it. You yeah. know, like I, you and I chatted a little bit about your upcoming season that you're going to be on and how like that was part of the reason for going out there was to see like, can I still do this? Can I do it again? Can I keep yeah. up? Am I still the guy I was? And I've changed a lot as a person over the last 12 15 years, my life's, my life has changed. My lifestyle mm -hmm. has changed and I'm not put in these competitive situations like this almost ever anymore. I have two daughters and, uh, and I'm stay at home almost all the time. I don't work out like I used to. So for me to go back, there was some hesitation. Definitely. Like, I don't know if I can still do this. And if I can't still do this, I don't want a national audience to witness it. I want to do it in the privacy of my own home and just be like, I don't have it and it's okay. And so that was part of the hesitation going out. So it feels really good to be like, okay, I ran circles socially. I strategically, physically, almost to the victory. And I, to be the front runner on day one, all the way to the Sudoku puzzle, it's not easy. And I think you will agree with me 
that coming out of the gates and letting everyone know that you're the best person there and then being there at the very, very end is uh, not often accomplished. It's not, man. It was an impressive feat. And, and like you said, it's like, yeah, I want to see if I still have the ability to do this. I'm going to do it in the comfort of my home. You're like, all right, TJ, come over with your, with your foghorn, <laughs> blow it in my room, and me and my wife are going to pole wrestle. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I had in mind. TJ's only like four or five hours away in Vegas. I think we can make it happen. Oh, dude. All right. Well, listen, Tyson, I was a, it was a joy watching you this season. Um, again, you know, it would, it would, it would, uh, if it's ever in the cards, it would be, uh, it would be fun to, uh, you know, to, to, to play with you on the, on the challenge. Um, but, uh, you know, if this was, if this wasn't in, in fact, your swan song, I got to say, man, you, you put together a really impressive season and it's not for lack of trying that you didn't win, uh, you know, puzzles have never been my strong suit, especially Sudoku. So the fact that you, you know, played, did what you did in this game and, and accomplished what you did is a, uh, is a win in itself. So, um, again, hope to see you on a future season. Uh, if people want to listen to your podcast on survivor, if they want to find you on socials, where can they do that? So uh, you and I are under the same network, which is a uh, ringer reality TV. And my podcast is called the pot is spoken. We break down everything, uh, survivor, every single episode. And, uh, you can find me on Tyson apostle. It's at Tyson apostle, every single place. So if you want to see those inflammatory tweets I've been making, uh, I'll, I'll get back on it, I guess. Uh, or, or if you want to see Tyson on his nature hikes, finding like spiders and, and, and lizards. I mean, those yeah. are, the, those are what I, what I find the most, uh, the Do most. Do you intriguing. really like that? Love them. Okay. I'll keep them coming. I, I noticed you had I some. Do that. I do that, dude. I have a squirrel I feed in my backyard. I saw that I this got, morning. Yeah, yeah, you like that? Very That's cool. I did Earl, like it. Earl the squirrel. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'll keep doing that. Did you see my latest story? I, I had, they're called dinosaur shrimp, and they only come out during the monsoon season, but they can sometimes lay dormant for 10 years. Wow. They have three eyes, and last time somebody discovered them, they made huge news in Arizona. And I found a pond with some in it. I caught them, brought them home, showed them to my daughters, and then I went and dumped them out. These poor things. They just want to, 10 years, they're trying to stay asleep. And you went and woke them up. They were awake already. Oh, they were awake already. Yeah, the water wakes them up. So they can somehow gauge if there's enough water for them to mm. become undormant, breed, lay eggs, hatch those eggs, have those lay dormant, or the eggs be dormant or something. But it was quite the find. I'm very proud. It's impressive. 10 years, man. Right. Laying dormant. Sounds like Mike's girlfriend. Um, all right. Well, listen, Tyson. Yeah, looking forward to it. More nature walks with Tyson. Maybe we'll see him on a challenge one day in the future. Who knows if they do like another Survivor All-Stars where they're going to bring legends from the challenge and Survivor on together. Maybe Tyson and I will be on an island together somewhere. If not, we might just travel somewhere to an island together. Um Bananas I think his travels, right? Is that I think what, uh, his marriage is already on the rocks after all the everything that we've been talking about through the last yeah. two podcasts. So yeah, who knows? Uh, the sky's the limit for you and I. We're, we're about to break some glass ceilings, my friend. All right. Well, look. Good luck on your pickleball, and uh, yeah, tell the family I said hello, and thank you for stopping by the Death Tax and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine, and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah, and I love you. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong. But these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.